Gaza was a heaven, actually. People think that it's not, it's a poor country. People always live in tents, but no, no. Mm. We had mm-hmm. homes, we had a beautiful decoration, our homes. They, they think that our uh, simple homes, but no, we had a lot of things. Even with the restriction of the enemy about mm-hmm. products uh, entering Gaza or equipment that restriction or something. But actually, uh, Gaza is full of scientists and doctors and mm-hmm. engineers, mm-hmm. which they are actually genius. So mm-hmm. that's why Israeli occupation pumped every university and mosque right. and schools because mm-hmm. they don't want to, us to be educated. That's why, actually. Right. And yeah. I mean, you look at the the number of hospitals, the number of universities. Gaza is the size of Detroit. Yeah. Right? It's very small. And they have that many doctors. They have that many academics and actually, scholars. Actually, half of Gaza are doctors and engineers. Right. That's... Yeah. Wow. Uh, because yeah. Uh, actually living under these restrictions of the occupation, you have uh, something to tell you that you need to be bigger than you think. You need to be, uh, you have dreams bigger than this country you've been in. Mm-hmm. So that's why people uh, started to get education and trying to immigration, trying to immigrate to another country so they have a chance to work there. That's why they are working in themselves because they want to be, yeah, they want to be something better than what country tell us to be. Because mm. there's a lot of restriction there, so... You can't you can't be something big in your country because right. as you know you're a doctor but inside your country mm-hmm. right. can you inside des- your country can you describe what kind of restrictions there are like in terms of the 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 siege and the blockade b- before this year but just in normal times what what is this restriction like what does it mean to live in you know people call it open air prison like yeah. wh- what does that actually look like you know exactly you're saying uh, like oh it's an open air prison but also there are doctors half the people are engineers exactly you know like what um gaza as you know it's the largest air prison in the world uh, because it's blocked from all direction mm-hmm. uh from egypt it's blocked there is a border between egypt and us you can you should pay money to to get out of gaza to cross the border mm-hmm. to egypt and also it's blocked from the west bank blocked with porters, with everything. You can't, if you get close to the porter, there's a sniper shooting everyone who closed that border. So Mm -hmm. it's actually um, uh, feeling hard that you can't go out of your country. But with that, we've done everything we can do uh, by uh, restriction, uh, universities, hospitals, everything, and study there just to become, uh, to let our dreams become true. So that's why, uh, actually, you can't you can't leave Gaza now. The people inside Gaza in war under war, they had to pay uh, more than eight thousand USD dollar uh, to get out of Gaza, and this mm. is not making any sense because before war you have to pay about three hundred dollars, and now you have to pay about eight thousand dollars just to get out of Gaza and find a safe place. This is not making any sense. You mm-hmm. have to, the, the the countries around us should protect us, mm-hmm. should know when they when we are dying, they should have opened the borders, opened something just to, to let the people have a life, mm-hmm. have a safe right. place. And mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. is what happened. Right, because that's something people don't, I think we should introduce the podcast in a, in a yeah. sec, do a yeah. proper intro, but like that's something that I think we should get into as well, is it's not just Israel that's enforcing this blockade you have egypt and cc's also you know he's a crony of the united states and he's getting arms from them as well and stuff and it's like the whole region against gaza no one's standing up for them but exactly anyway this is it's already going in a good direction (laughs) do you want to do you want to intro it yeah you're on a roll no, you, 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 you want me to do it? All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we've been, ta- we've been talking already, but uh, welcome back to The River and the Land. Travis Labor here with Bilal Rafiq and Cam Francis, as usual. And we have a very special guest, uh, someone who uh, has very recently lived in Gaza and is new 
to Canada and new to uh, to Windsor specifically. It's uh, Maram Al Sharafa. I hope I'm pronouncing that yeah. relatively okay. Uh, but uh, welcome, so, welcome. Thank you so much for taking the time to uh, to talk to us You're about welcome. life in Gaza. And, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so we've already been talking a little bit about uh, a little bit about what's going on in Gaza and uh, and what uh, what your experience has been there. So we'll just we'll continue that conversation. But uh, we wanted to make sure we did that kind yeah, of off the bat there it up okay. so we know who you are so can you tell maybe we'll start by can you tell us a little bit about who you are okay. and your your experience i'm actually a very simple girl that not asking for a lot of things just i want uh, a safe place a country that makes my dream become true uh, i'm a dentist i'm a dental student i didn't finish my uh, years yet uh, but about to graduate but as, as you saw uh, the world come and I the university have been pumped so I didn't have the chance to complete it and I hope to find a way here and I've been always dreaming to be a dentist to help other people it's been always been my dream so um, I'm not asking for too much I'm just a little girl from Gaza <laughs> Not asking for big things, just asking for save, and just asking for taking back our country, and just like this. Um, I don't have uh, big dreams, just be an influencer, a dentist, and show the people that Gaza is actually a beautiful place to live in, but the restriction uh, make us, force us to leave that country, mm -hmm. just to get a life out there. But it's actually feeling that hard because you've never lived this. When you're asking me about Gaza, tell me about Gaza. I, I don't know what to say because it's just resembled to the question I will ask you. Give me every feeling you've lived since you've born until now. Mm -hmm. You mm -hmm. can't answer this. Right, it's because, normal, right? Yeah, I lived every single feeling that there in Gaza. So it's feeling so hard to explain what's Gaza for mm -hmm. me and who I am uh, when I was growing under these circumstances. I'm 22 years old and actually I saw more than seven wars. I just spent my Jeez. childhood in wars. So I, I'm okay with death, okay with blood, okay mm -hmm. with pumping, okay with crying. So these things, we're used to this. Mm. And we're feeling that it's okay, but we we actually did something in 7th of October. Because mm -hmm. uh, this is a pressure cooker. So when you press the Palestinian uh, by incursions in the Masjid al-Aqsa, by uh, attacking uh, the prayers in Jerusalem, uh, you should know that this is going to explode. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's what exactly what happened in 7th of October. So... Right. Yeah, and we and that's what we talked about in the immediate aftermath too. Is like, what do you expect to happen? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Everybody being upset with uh, with Palestinians, you know, going over the border and actually like resisting in a in a violent way. And it's like, what did you expect to yeah. happen? You've been putting people under this pressure for seventy years. Exactly. exactly. You know, so like, how's that going to look? Yeah, mm -hmm. people, people, a lot of people blame us in what happened in seventh of October, right. but they don't know. Mm -hmm. They ignore everything what happened. Everything mm -hmm. happened before that. Exactly. They just blame us. What did you do this? Why? Why? Give me the reason. Mm. You started a war. <laughs> Actually, um, uh, there's a lot of wars, as I said, uh, 2008, 2012, 2014, 2021, 2022, 2023 in May, and 2023 in 7th of October. There's a lot of wars. Maybe yeah. I forgot. Seven that. wars, and you're only 22. Yeah. Like, that's. That's right. actually and countless smaller ones, right? Like yeah. even people talk about seventh of October, but what about like you know the the summer of twenty twenty three? What about we were protesting yeah, in we the spring of twenty twenty three because of the incursions in Al-Aqsa yeah. during Ramadan? Right? Exactly. So it's mm -hmm. you know when people say oh this started on October seventh, no, this started in nineteen forty eight. Yeah, and yeah, and before then, arguably too. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah. With like British Palestine and Actually, all that. Actually, being in Gaza, uh, you know that this is a matter of time mm -hmm. uh, before the next bombing is coming. So uh, we're not expecting a lot from this world because we've already seen enough. Mm -hmm. uh, every single person in Gaza knows someone has been killed. Yeah. Every single person in Gaza knows someone who lost a limp or uh, loved people. Mm -hmm. uh, every single Palestinian is a part of the story of destruction and death. 
So a lot of people, I saw the world and social media let us saw everything in that world. And I saw a lot of people just waking, making wishes, what they're going to do in the next year, in the Christmas. Uh, mm -hmm. But actually, I think about it, and I saw that people of Gaza don't know if they're going to see the next year or not. Yeah. People think what they're going to do, but we don't know if we're going to see the next year or not. And mm -hmm. this is heartbreaking, because yeah. you feel that all of the world living their life, normal, normal play, but you can't get a normal way you can't sleep in bed you can't a, a simple thing we're not asking for big things we're just asking for simple things that people used to live in the other countries mm -hmm. just like this mm -hmm. yeah you mentioned that sort of constant that constant fear of death and that's sort of how it it, it uh, erases your future as a collective and like obviously individuals as well but also as a collective like it's hard to think I mean, I think a lot of us struggle with thinking about the future in the face of climate change and things yeah. like that. But it's like, well, yours is like very much more existential in the moment. And like, you may not even think, be able to think about tomorrow, like yeah. literally the next day. You don't know. You're just going to hope you get through. I'll give you a small example. Mm. That on 6th of October, I just walking with my family in the streets of Gaza. And then I remembered my patient. I uh, was making a denture for him, and he was my first patient. And <laughs> imagine that excited, how much I am. And mm -hmm. I called him, and I told him, this is the final stage. Please come tomorrow on 7th of October. Mm -hmm. Come tomorrow to get uh, our last stages before getting your denture. And he was actually so excited. Mm -hmm. So when I woke up on 7th of October, I woke up in a loud voices says that the word is coming and i told them what's happening i opened my um, phone and i saw the videos what's happened it's actually a victory mm -hmm. that they saying that the israeli army uh, no one can defeat that army but we're actually proved that we can mm -hmm. and when i saw this i felt victory but when i think about it actually i know that we will have consequences Mm -hmm. We will pay a heavy price by death and destruction because Israeli army is always deal with us in a way of devoid of humanity because mm -hmm. they, they're killing us. There is a lot of arrests. There is a lot of executions, a lot mm -hmm. of things we saw and we just keep it in ourselves because I know that one day we're going to explode. And mm -hmm. this is exactly what happened on 7th of October. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I don't know actually now if my patient's still alive. And that's uh, a funny, but actually sad. Yeah. yeah, you don't know. I don't know because they pumped every communication method or, or uh, the way can I call him? There is no signal, mm -hmm. no signal. You can't, you can't talk to other people. You know that there's a lot of people stay at North and your f the rest of the family, you want to take, to take a call to call them. If you're okay, guys, uh, you're still alive, but you can't. Mm -hmm. This, this even, so simple, but we can't take um, a look about how our homes are, they've been pumped or not, yeah. or how our family mm. uh, still living or not. Mm -hmm. Actually, this is tragic. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So what? I guess at that, or what were you going to say? Cameron? Oh, I just wanted to ask, like, so what happened that day? So October seventh comes. Like, yeah. you don't go to work or like, can you tell me about like that day for you? Yeah. Um, I remember that day. It's, it's actually, I remember it with all the details because I, uh, the excited has gone and I know that something's bigger than we think, but I told them, um, they will go and solve this. Uh, mm. maybe it's war. Yeah. But it's going to finish about two weeks as the other mm. wars. But I know that a lot of people will die um, because of that. Uh, so when I saw this, um, I remember that my uncles and called my mom and came to our uh, home and get, uh, get a lot of food. And I told them, why are you bringing all this food? Because mm. he said that this is going to last for too much. This is not uh, uh, like the world we've met before. Mm -hmm. This is going to last, believe me. And he was actually right. Now uh, we're in the fifth month of that war. And imagine mm -hmm. people live half of the year 
on war. Mm-hmm. So I remembered uh, that my aunt and uncle came to our home. Um, we li- we lived there for two days, and the other came back to our homes, and we still with my family and my home. So after that, um, the occupation uh, set an alert and uh, told us to evacuate a specific uh, area, which is uh, called Rimal. Uh, they told us to evacuate this uh, area, but we didn't think that this is, he didn't specify which area exactly. So we called our uncle, he was living there, and I told him to get, uh, to go, to come and bring his family and come to our home Mm -hmm. to feel safe. But this is how I met the worst night I've ever been my whole life. This is was wrong, wrong, how can I say it? Uh, they they didn't specify the area, and the area was going to eva- should evacuate is the area I lived in. Oh. Mm-hmm. So if the the whole of the family came to our home, and we should the one who evacuate this this uh, area. Mm-hmm. So uh, we spent the whole night, uh, crying, praying. There's a lot of childrens. Yeah, my uncle. Uh, maternal uncle, maternal uh, uh, aunt, with us, been with us. Uh, so I saw a lot of children, and I take my phone, and I have that brave that to shoot everything. I don't know why, but I said maybe we're gonna stay alive and see this uh, in another time. But when I saw that children crying and praying and saying, "God, please let us don't die this night, please." I cried actually because it was heavy muscles. There's heavy voices. I can hear it right now. There's I saw that a red a red light from my window, and I saw actually we're gonna die this night. Mm-hmm. And that's how when we we didn't sleep that night. So when we woke up, uh, we took a tour around the house and we saw that. The only building is still um, standing. It's the building we were in. There yeah. is nothing left in that area. And I said, Subhanallah, Yani, uh, how we can live, how 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 we survived the, the, from this night. So it's mm-hmm. actually that the worst night I've ever been through. Wow. But we're. We're done. Yeah, then you left at that at that point. You, no. Uh, you stayed there for longer. Yeah, we stayed there, but my maternal uncle called my mom, you can't stay here right now. So we evacuated to Urmal, which is uh, told us to evacuate from. Mm-hmm. And uh, then the occupation called a lot of people and told them to evacuate and leave your properties, um, leave your homes, and cars and everything and go to the south because we're gonna bomb every single area in the north mm-hmm. and uh, we didn't actually believe a right. lot of people a lot of people stay for this moment in, in the north they've never um, leave their homes but we actually uh, don't have a lot of people we don't have relatives in south Mm-hmm. So when we go there, um, we've been about uh, more than a million uh, and half uh, people displaced from their houses and went to a place that it's called a safe area, but yeah. it's not actually. Uh, we lived about 55 person in two rooms. The okay. men slept on the ground and the women stay on the room. But when ca- winter is coming, so when the rain is came, is came uh, they can't sleep in the ground. So we had to, to, to tell the men to come sleep with us on the rooms. And can you imagine a uh, 55 person in a small room about, no, just a very small room. Mm-hmm. We're, we were sleeping while we're sitting, so mm-hmm. it's hard. And yeah. we spent about 60 days in that place. And then we decided to get out of it and go to a land <laughs> on sand, actually. Uh, we built a tent uh, there, living under tents, under pumps, 
And you know what scent's made from nylon? It's not protecting from mm. cold, not protecting yeah. from palms, not protecting from anything. And we used to uh, sleep on the sand because there is uh, uh, no anything. We can't sleep it because uh, the pitting was so uh, not enough and the mm. blankets not enough also. So we had to share the pitting and the blanket. Mm -hmm. And one pitting, there's a lot of three people sleeping in one pitting. So this is not making any sense. Mm. But actually, also we didn't find food. We stayed on um, camped food. And uh, we're done of uh, uh, gas. because We can't cook in gas because there is mm. no gas. Imagine that area includes about one million and half mm -hmm. they can't cover all of these they can't find a peddings they can't find foods they can't find anything like this mm -hmm. so we're just taking one meal in the day just to uh, to, to, Keep to the save the food up. yeah mm -hmm. exactly and we used to drink uh, contaminated water I remember that in that seven day, 70 days I lived in underwater uh, I spent it all getting sick. I didn't recover except two days. Mm. Yeah, uh, because um, a lot of people finding firewood, so they had to cut every tree there to yeah to make a fire to cook on it. Mm -hmm. So we can't. Yeah, life were difficult actually. Yeah. Yeah, living under tents and pumps. It's actually a problem and finding no food and water and a lot mm -hmm. of things it's actually another problem mm. and uh, the help that people other people send uh, from other countries the people used to sell it mm -hmm. and if you can buy something in one dollar you're now uh, buying it for a hundred dollars mm. yeah so if you had money it won't be enough and if you had money you can't find food Mm -hmm. And if you had food, you don't have fun money. Mm -hmm. That's how it works in Gaza. Wow. Yeah. So you're in the so you're in the south for then seventy days. Is that what you're saying, or is that the total yeah. amount? Yeah. Um, I have seventy days before the call of uh, Canadian government to evacuate and go to the border. Yeah. So we're moving to Egypt, then uh, taking a plan to Canada. Mm -hmm. uh, I spent seventy days, but people now are in the fifth month. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. love them and I feel guilty actually. Yeah. That you, I survived and I left my rest of the family die there alone. That's mm. what I'm thinking about. I spent a lot of nights crying that how can I do this to them? I I should have stayed with them and die mm. together. Mm. We've never left each other. I understand mm. why you'd feel like that, but also like you have to think your family wants you to be safe. Right, like what would they want for you, you know? Yeah, exactly, but actually you're just in the middle. You, mm -hmm. can't, you can't find a solution. You have to survive, mm -hmm. but you're also feeling mm -hmm. so hard to leave your country yeah. and people you know behind you. Mm -hmm. But you know that there is nothing left for you. Your houses have been pumped, your properties all been destroyed, your dreams have been destroyed, everything. You mm -hmm. don't have anything there except the people you love mm -hmm. and I left them mm. and survived and that's actually how I feel guilty and it's mm. the hardest feeling I ever feel mm. yeah so your family is in in Rafa currently if, or um, um, the south is divided to uh, many places Rafa has one of them mm. it's uh, the most closest uh, area to Egypt mm. right yeah but it's divided to uh, th three places Deir uh, el then Khan Yunus, mm. uh, then Rafah. Right. Yeah. So we've been in Deir el near Deir el Okay. So uh, when I had the call of to evacuate and go to the border, so we're going to travel to another country, actually that time uh, the occupation entered Khan Yunus. So you were in Deir el and then Khan Yunus, there is occupation. You have to cross Khan Yunus sure, yeah. to go to Rafah, to go to Egypt. So we're actually think that we're, we're going to travel, but maybe we're gonna, not going to survive because mm -hmm. we're going to see the occupation uh, right, in, in our way. Khan Yunus was under heavy siege yeah. at that time, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's all destroyed there. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. you spent your whole life in Gaza, is that correct? Yeah. So you've never left that area before, or that that open air prison in your lifetime? Yeah, in Gaza and also Rafah. Maybe we take a look in Rafah and uh, get with yeah. our family in normal days. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I've never left Gaza actually. Okay. This is um, imagine that you're living in tents and mm-hmm. finding no food, finding no water nothing of this and one day they're gonna tell you that you have reached one of your dreams is to travel and see the world and you will like someone who didn't see life and then open to a, a life which is never have been seen like this and with uh, being poor in Gaza and mm. that in that specific uh, time and then you go to Egypt find every kind of food find water, find a bed to sleep. Uh, I remembered when I went across the border and reached Egypt, uh, my small uncle, cousin, uh, called my small brother. And the first question he was asking for, uh, did you sleep in bed? How lucky you are. And they, because Jeez. they stay in the ground, sleeping on the ground. This I heard him because he was calling him in a video call and told him, let me see your bed. Mm -hmm. Actually, hearing this uh, hurts, actually, because we had to own our own beds. We had our own rooms. We had homes. Mm -hmm. And they made us asking for these simple things. You can't do this. So that's why uh, I feel like I'm actually super angry about the people who blame us. Why did you start all of these? We, the person who deserve life. Mm-hmm. It's, it's our country, not yours. We're the yeah. one we should defend our home, our land. Because you're not, you're not the occupied people, we are. You're mm-hmm. the occupier mm-hmm. and we should defend ourselves mm-hmm. from you. Right. That's why. And you have the right to defend yourself yeah. under an occupation. Like, that's what the, the international law says is, you know, Israel does not have the right to defend itself as a criminal occupier. But the Palestinian people yeah. have a right by any means necessary. And, mm. you know, we need to support whatever resistance, whatever exactly. it looks like. Exactly. We have to support. We have a duty yeah. to support the resistance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people say that our resistance is a tourist, mm-hmm. but not. We resist our home, yeah. we resist our land. And that's, that's we, we should do this. That's our right mm-hmm. to do. So uh, yeah. this is not wrong. Everyone is talking in social media and blame the people who are defeating uh, about their land. I told him to shut up. Yeah. This is you can't say this. Mm. This is you. Mm-hmm. You're not in the place that I've been in. Mm-hmm. So you can't. You can't give me also your opinion. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear mm-hmm. it. You, you've never left what I left. Yeah. So that's why I'm actually posting a lot of videos on Instagram. So when we came to Canada uh, after spending a long time in uh, Egypt because our visa. Um, just get a lot of time to yeah. take it. So when we came to Canada, and my brother uh, looked at all of these streets and he said, Dad, I think that we're going to die. We're, we're, we've already died and we're in heaven now. <laughs> yeah, that's actually, my dad cried, actually. Imagine yeah. that he think that we've died and we moved to heaven. Like Canada is heaven. Mm. So... We're, we're just, we're, we've nef- enough, enough talking and we're sitting in the car and think about it. Maybe he's right. Maybe we've died. And maybe not. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And, where, and where did you first come into Canada? Was it Toronto that you, you flew I, into? We came to in Toronto mm-hmm. and we moved to Windsor because we had a home uh, in Toronto. We weren't a home here. Mm-hmm. So we've moved about four hours from Toronto to here. So yeah. it was, yeah. and actually 20 hours uh, before them in the, the plane, two planes we got. Yeah. So it was it's a long plane ride. super tired. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And imagine yeah. if you spend your whole life in Gaza, which again, geographically is only about the same size as Detroit. And then yeah. you're flying to Toronto and driving to Windsor. That's got to be like mm-hmm. a crazy yeah, experience. It, it, imagine that you've never been yeah. in a plane <laughs> in whole life yeah. and you just, mm-hmm. 
uh, go into two planes. So, yeah. right. <laughs> what's happening? I, I, I didn't think that I'm alive, actually. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so you're here with your your brother, right? What? Your your brother is here. Who did you well? move yeah, to Canada? Um, I have uh, three brothers. Mm-hmm. I'm the oldest, and the next one is um, next to me. He's uh, an engineer. He's also studying in the university. I'm the oldest, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I have uh, three brothers. One of them in the second year of uh, engineering, and uh, the other one is on the last high school um, level. And mm-hmm. the other one, he's 11 years old. He's still in the oh. school, right? Yeah, so, that's cool. Yeah, and we're a small family. And and I, for too. you, it's big, but in yeah. Gaza, yeah, we're just small. Say, well, that, that is a big family. Yeah. They have a twelve brother. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, my my grandma have twelve children. So wow. Yeah, wow. this is a big yeah. family, yeah. and we no, consider ourselves as a small. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so, who who in your family like was able to come here with you? Um, my family, my mom, me, and my dad. Right, and they all I, oh, my uncles, but they've mm-hmm. been here. Mm-hmm. So we're just the one who came recently from war. So, right. Yeah, yeah. So that's how you got to Canada specifically, because you already had some family. Exactly. Yeah, relatives here. As I was say, because we we were covering a little bit a few weeks ago about how uh, like frankly racist the Canadian uh, immigration policies are around Gazans. Yeah. But that's and before that decision. We yeah. came before that decision. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah that's good because yeah now I guess it's virtually impossible yeah. uh, to get into Canada and of course like mm. we're opening the door for other again deservedly other like Ukrainian refugees yeah. and things like that. But right. we don't we've shut the door on Gazans like right. it's just. Yeah, Actually, they consider my mom, everyone Hamas. Like, if yeah. you're from Gaza, they assume you're affiliated with Hamas now, essentially. Yeah. And they have all these racist statements that, oh, we, we need to be suspicious of these people because you don't know what kind of people are coming and yeah. all this stuff, yeah. right? Which is, it's so, so racist and so just wrong. You exactly. Know? Yeah. Uh, and even uh, a lot of people ask about my last name just to make sure that I'm not one of them. And I told him not to be worried because they're not allowed to leave that country. No country will ever welcome them mm-hmm. because they are not allowed to leave that. Um, actually, they're not bad people. Uh, I, as I told you, uh, they're resist of the land. Yeah, they, they're resistant. They're just, yeah, yeah resistant. Um, people just see what they want to see. Yeah. They don't see the truth as it is. Mm-hmm. That's why uh, the journalists around the world, they just keep saying about what happened on 7th of October. Mm-hmm. But actually, when I opened their journalists, and I saw, where is 8th of October? Where is yeah. 9th of October? A hundred of days are missing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, you just keep saying mm-hmm. what the Israeli be- mm-hmm. people yeah, have yeah. been, but you don't talk about don't the talk genocide. About before, you don't yeah. talk about years. Yeah. Yeah. Just talking about 7th or about the stories of hostages. Mm-hmm. And and if you see the social media, you see that the hostages, Israeli hostages, when they came back to their countries and Hamas is giving them uh, to Israel, they actually hug Hamas. Yeah. Yeah, they if you saw that, that video, mm-hmm. they actually that means that we treat them well. Yeah, that the people who were resistance, uh, they called Hamas, actually treat these hostages well because our religion told us, even we've had hostages, even if he has prisoners, mm-hmm. we had to deal them in a good way, mm-hmm. give them food, give them mm-hmm. um, everything they want. That's against what. The occupation did. Yeah. He had more than a thousand of prisoners, of Palestinian prisoners. And I saw um, a man saying that uh, this, uh, he and her brothers, his brothers and a lot of family members have been kidnapped and taken to Israel. Uh, no, not to Israel, in the border. And mm. they just forced them to get, take off all of the clothes especially to women. Imagine that they force the Muslim women Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. take off all of the clothes. And when a man saw that a woman is taking off, he couldn't couldn't see this, so he took off his pants and gave it to her to cover herself. And they've been beaten for three days because the Israeli soldiers saw him while he was doing this. 
Yeah. He pitted for three days. Yeah. And he's saying that I saw a woman with the long hair. Uh, they forced her to enter a room full of soldiers with the long hair. She was long hair, but she was hijabi, but she forced him to, to take off the hijab. She saw him w- her with uh, long hair. Mm-hmm. Then after she uh, get out of the room, she, they cut her hair and they've changed her features, facial features, by peeping. Yeah. This is not what we're doing. This, yeah, is no. not, uh, this is not us. We treat your prisoners, we, the hostages you have, in a good way, but mm-hmm. you treat us in a bad way, actually. Yeah, and it's, all, it's that, like, that sort of cultural insult, too, right? It's not just a physical thing. It's also a, like, a psychological torture, yeah. right? Of like, really taking something that means something to somebody, like their religion and like their culture, and just deciding this doesn't matter, and we're going to deface it in front of you, and we're going to do mm-hmm. this to you. It's like an extra level of cruelty, you know? Well, they yeah. have to make it so that anyone who resists in any way, not just like resistance fighters, but, you know, I saw an interview today on the Majority Report show with a, a doctor from Canada, actually, a doctor Tarek something, but he had been going to Gaza for 10 years to do uh, treatment. He was an emergency physician yeah. and he had been arrested six times. He had been tortured. He had been forced to take off his clothes and brutalize. And this is a Canadian citizen. And it just shows like, and this is not someone who is like a, he's not a fighter or anything. He's a doctor. He's going there to help people, but they need to instill fear into people that anyone who even helps Palestinians or says anything in favor of Palestinians will suffer consequences yeah believe me believe me they don't they don't take uh, they don't care about if you were canadian or american or Mm -hmm. something you Mm -hmm. live in gaza you have to be tortured yeah Mm -hmm. they they don't see that this is canadian we should treat him well this is american we should treat him well no uh, the Red Cross, if you heard about Salib al-Ahmar, uh, we're saying um, a lot of his crew have been tortured. And yeah. this is uh, a crime. Actually, mm-hmm. they're killing a civilian people. Uh, this is actually a crime. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people Mostly have civilians. been... Yeah. Mm-hmm. They don't have any... You mean that this is... Me, to give you an example, this is al-Sharafa. They pumped every single one who take the last name of al-Sharafa. So... They've never left anyone of this family. This is family is completely destroyed. Yeah. This is actually a war crime. They yeah. used a missiles, heavy missiles, and F-16, which is dropped the weapons on her, uh, white phosphorus pumps. This is actually a war, cr- a war crime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is not allowed to, to use in any war. Right. So yeah. and they've been doing this since like I know white phosphorus they've used in in 2008 yeah. and 2014. Yeah, they've always like, used the it. The war crimes are so known. Yeah. Like it's known that these, this is illegal and that and what they're doing and the world just sits by and watches and doesn't care. Like I don't know what what is your I guess as someone who's like actually from Gaza, how does that I don't know, how does that feel? Like what what is that like to you know, the whole world is just not trying to do anything about this, except for, you know, South Africa and Ireland and yeah. Cuba yeah. and a couple other small countries. But, you know, I, I can't explain this because it's actually hard, but we've get mm. used to this because we've been in a lot of wars and there is no one did anything to us except uh, this time Yemen. Yeah. As you know, yeah. if you see the news, they're pumping our uh, just... Uh, Canceling every communication yeah. between, yeah. yeah, and that's why uh, we're actually feeling anger uh, to Arab people because uh, Palestine, for all of us, uh, it has the Al Aqsa Mosque. So a lot of people came to Al Aqsa Mosque because it's um, with his their religion and the Nativity Church. Mm-hmm. This is actually in Jesus' religion. So mm-hmm. this land is for all of the Arab. 
mm-hmm. but you didn't do anything. You just say mm-hmm. that this is your mm-hmm. land, deal with it, and yeah. we're not going to ask Arabia. about you. Yeah. Even where is where's Mahmoud Abbas right yeah. now? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's the one everyone's talking about Netanyahu and Biden and Trump. Where is where's Abbas? I'm sorry <laughs> for saying Sisi? this. Where's Sisi? Where's anyone? Didn't right consider him as where's, a president. Exactly. Actually, real president <laughs> yeah. Because he allowed all of these things to happen mm-hmm. in this country, and I don't know where he is actually. Yeah, He's playing football, yeah. maybe. <laughs> so <laughs> I saw a video he was shooting football and I was saying mm. you're actually in the another world actually yeah, you're wow. not you're right. not seeing what's happened in your country exactly and that's the point is like no one is standing up for Palestinians the Arab leaders are not the the wider world is not no governments are so and then you people condemn Palestinians for fighting back yeah. but it's like there's no other avenues to resist because we've we've tried everything we've tried negotiating in the 90s we've tried peaceful protests like 2018 with the march of return yeah and then it gets to this point where like what do you expect to happen you know like of course people are going to fight uh fight for their lives at a certain point right like let me tell you something israel have showed that there is more than 13,000 uh housing settlement they've done this year mm-hmm and to 2023 uh, they just kick the Palestinian from their houses uh, yeah. by force and this is all a part of a plan um, they want Israel to extend and kick the Palestinian out of their lands and that's why they just keep pushing us pushing us mm-hmm. this is gonna explode mm-hmm. and when you see the arrests and West Bank they just want to separate Gaza from West Bank. Yeah. They separate mm-hmm. Jerusalem mm-hmm. from West Bank. They, they saying that you don't, you shouldn't care about what's happening on West Bank. So, so that why we're not gonna make a war on you if you keep silent. Yeah. And that's not gonna happen. You mm-hmm. can't separate Gaza from West Bank. You can't separate Jerusalem from West Bank. You can't separate Jerusalem from Gaza. Mm-hmm. And it's all, we are all Palestinian. It's all mm-hmm. our land. Mm-hmm. I live in Gaza, but I've never gone to Jerusalem actually i mm-hmm. never gone to west bank right. and that's why uh they are restriction there's a lot of restriction they can't uh rule gaza they yeah. couldn't rule gaza before because as you know and before of the twelve thousand, um they've been in gaza uh, but they couldn't rule it actually and that's mm-hmm. why because they saying uh people of gaza are strong not not like other people we can't we can't deal with them daily mm-hmm. so that's why they left gaza and yeah. we keep it under restriction and we right. block this in 2005 yeah for, for listeners context exactly so yeah. if, if you're listening to this and prior to 2005 yeah from 1967 to 2005 gaza was directly militarily occupied in the sense that israel was installing settlements and doing basically what they're doing in the west bank to gaza where they're directly doing settler colonialism where whereas in after 2005 uh subsequently hamas was elected and the blockade began and they withdrew all of their the israel withdrew their own settlers so they they say that oh gaza is no longer occupied you know because we left we withdrew but you know you blockaded them after and they say well that's because you elected hamas but it's like no, like they're still <laughs> imprisoned. You because, just put them because on the... they can't defeat Hamas, so they mm-hmm. can't enter Gaza. Yeah, and they seeing that um, th- our resistance just make everything become different because they show the word that we can defeat this army, this mm-hmm. army that you said it's undefeatable. We can't defeat it. Actually, mm-hmm. we came into uh, the middle of his land, which is called his land, but. There mm-hmm. is no existence for Israel, actually, because it's been always Palestine. Mm-hmm. So they showed that they can enter Israel in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. And without... Just if you saw that video, I, I actually remembered it. They were in the car and just uh, getting their weapons. Uh, people blame us that we used force, mm-hmm. but you don't actually remember what happened before in Nakba in 1948 Mm -hmm. you don't remember what happened there's a lot of people died there so Mm -hmm. what's taking by force is not recovered except by force so Mm -hmm. we can't take what you can we we can 
uh, re re recover what we take from us by force because you take it in the same way. Mm -hmm. You just mm -hmm. applied missiles, applied weapons, every single crime in war. He, he just did all of this mm -hmm. in a way of devoid of humanity. So we should also do it in the same way, even yeah. with restriction. They don't allow everything which uh, used in uh, making these missiles or something. They are under restrict. They can't uh, enter these uh, things in Gaza. Mm -hmm. But I told you that a lot of uh, Gaza people are scientists, uh, are doctors. So they invent a lot of things. <laughs> That's why they invent the rockets that you see that yeah. they've been uh, shooted to Israel. That's why they want to to die. They want to kill a lot of people mm -hmm. because they know that we're not gonna lift anyone alive in Gaza. Because yeah. even if we left someone there, he will resist and yeah. he will make a problem for us. And we can't um, extend the Israel uh, on that land. So that's why they're killing a civilian people. Mm -hmm. um, about th more than 30,000 uh, person have been killed in Gaza. Uh, yeah. 10,000 of them are children. Can you tell me what they've done? Yeah, well, they, I don't think they're born that, in Gaza. That's yeah. their crime. Like, yeah, more than thing. ten thousand children, kids. Exactly. What they've done. The thing, this is why I actually don't like calling it a prison because usually you commit a crime, and yeah. that's why you go to prison. Mm. What crime did Palestinians commit? Exactly. Yeah. So it's like, are they are they? I don't prisoners? think that no, they, it's a the one who <laughs> entered the Israel. So mm -hmm. uh, we see we've seen a lot of um, war crimes on. Uh, social media mm -hmm. actually the soldiers published a lot of video yeah seeing that we're yeah. we're making a war crime there and they yeah, laughing, those are, laughing yeah. while they're pushing the button to explode every and mm. destroy every university and mosque mm -hmm. every mosque in gaza have been destroyed every university of gaza has been destroyed mm -hmm. there is every un uh, every hospital in gaza have been destroyed mm -hmm. And why? Why are you mm. doing all of this? Yeah. In right. other in other country, when there is a war inside it, they they make a protection for civilian people. Mm -hmm. But this is not making any sense. You're yeah. killing the civilian people, but you're not you're killing the one them, yeah. who resists you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You ca because you can't reach them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're just saying that we've hit target today, but you didn't. You you yeah. just killed more civilian people. You didn't, and you won't get your target because mm -hmm. we're resistance are much more clever than their army. Yeah. Right. And say they do get some targets. You know, you, you, get, you kill one member of Hamas. You had to kill 100 civilians to get to that point. Well, yeah. those civilians, their families are now going to be upset. Yeah. Now they're going to want to fight. Even so they... it creates a cycle of violence. Like you... They that's that's what I don't understand about Israel's strategy is they can't win. This is an unwinnable war. Yeah. You cannot defeat a resistance movement like this. Like yeah. this is the same thing like that happened in in Vietnam, in Algeria, in any anti-colonial movement. It happened you had here in Canada too. In Canada with right? indigenous <laughs> people. Yeah, because that's that's also like what people don't understand is it. The same thing here in Canada. Like people in Canada understand that we did a genocide against our indigenous people. That's what we're Israel. Yeah. Like yeah. actually, like the, our Canada. Canada is Israel two hundred years later, right? Yeah. But indigenous people did not did not surrender. They never about. They're still resisting. They're still resisting, they're still resisting with arms. But what I wanted to ask you about was, and it's okay if like you don't have like a a direct uh, experience with this, but. Uh, it was about 2018 in the March of Return because I know a lot of people when they think about Gaza and this conflict they think about violent resistance they mm -hmm. think about just all this fighting they think about Hamas shooting rockets and Israel retaliating but that's not the history mm -hmm. you know and Palestinians have a rich history of resisting peacefully as well right like I don't know do you did you have any experience in 2018 or I know you would have been like a, a teenager at that point, right? But you you mean not 2018, tw uh, 2008. No, the, no the, that would have been Operation Castlet. Uh, 2018, the March of Return. March of Return, yeah. The nonviolent protests at the border. Um, 
of Israel. Um, um, yeah. You mean when the people will go to the border? Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, when the people go to that to that border, just to make a difference, we don't want to mm-hmm. see still in this prison. We just want to see our land. We just want to travel. We just mm-hmm. want to see the world. Mm-hmm. And as you know, a lot of people lost their limbs. They were shooting to the knees. Mm-hmm. And when they shooting to the knees, you now know that they gonna cut his knee, cut his re- leg, and he lost a limb. Mm-hmm. So that's why. Um, Israel uh, didn't deal with this in a good way so they didn't listen also what yeah. the people need so mm-hmm. they put a snipers and shoot them uh, all of the one who closed the, that border they shoot him mm-hmm. on his leg so that's why more than a thousand of people lost a limb or maybe died there but Actually, when they've done this and lost lost the lamb and everything, they didn't get anything. Actually, was mm-hmm. just uh, they didn't listen. Yeah. They didn't make a difference. Mm-hmm. They would wa- want to be make a difference, but they couldn't. Mm-hmm. And that's why um, I I've actually didn't go there uh, in the border because I knew that not gonna happen everything yeah. wouldn't be changed mm-hmm. we're still the same yeah and my dad refused uh to go there actually because mm-hmm. he's saying that there is a lot of snipers we're yeah. we're going to death mm-hmm. and yeah. why we should do if we're making a difference we would go but we didn't make a difference right yeah so and, and they knew that yeah they were gonna die like i don't think anyone yeah. thought that they were going to like succeed right i think it was just like they just what can we do like we're just gonna walk and see what happens you know yeah. because we know like the world just needs to see somehow yeah but as you know they are also killing every journalist in gaza yeah uh, a lot of uh, stories you've been seeing in social media but um as you know the story of shirin abu Akla, mm-hmm. if you mm-hmm. heard about it Absolutely. she's an american palestinian journalist mm-hmm. Uh, she used to uh, film every uh, everything that the occupation done. So, mm-hmm. what the occupation do? He shoot her dead. Yeah. 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 Then they attack her funeral. Yeah, just yeah. because she shared the truth. Mm-hmm. Just because she showed the people or the whole world right. that this uh, occupation is not like an occupation. Yeah. Exactly. He's actually devoid of humanity. Yeah, and uh, that's why they're killing, as you heard about Wa'il Dahdouh. And if he wasn't a Palestinian, he's now the biggest celebrity in the whole world. But yeah. because he's Palestinian, they can't welcome him. Yeah, and his I think his story reached a th- million of people because yeah. he was uh, pointing his camera to a lot of um, scenes. Uh, but now the camera is pointed into him because uh, the occupation killed his wife, his, his uh, son, his grandson, uh, and also mm-hmm. then targeted his best friend, which has been also his son. Um, mm-hmm. It's also a journalist with his friend on the, on the car. He targeted him in the car. And then they targeted Wa'il uh, al himself. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, his cameraman killed also uh, Samir Abu Daqqa uh, he's been killed also mm-hmm. and so that's why the people, uh, Israel people so who's the most famous now because they saw that Wa'il is uh, the story of every single Palestinian mm-hmm. he's one he's just one story but he's the story of every single Palestinian mm-hmm. so they found that the the just nicest way to kill him just to let the world see uh, that Israel is good uh, with dealing with Gaza in a good way but this is not this is not the truth yeah and I think too that that facade has been coming down right and and we're seeing 
the media, the mainstream media in, in the West is really been clinging to this this idea, like we've been saying, that, you know, uh, all Palestinians are Hamas and, and they're all terrorists and all this kind of thing. And we're seeing that fall apart, right? Mm-hmm. Because people now can see on social media that that's not what's happening on the yeah. ground, right? And like, even people who maybe aren't that political or don't really think a lot about that, they're seeing it now. Exactly. And so now you're seeing this like worldwide resistance. And like you say, like, the world not caring, you mean governments, obviously. Yeah, governments. The because people around the world. Like, that's the thing. Overwhelmingly. And you're seeing these, yeah. like, you know, so marches of a million the people in these cities, like in Europe and, and in Africa and here in North America and South America, like mm-hmm. everywhere you're seeing this. And so, like, uh, you know, it's. I, I hope that, that that brings some kind of, like, I don't mean, I don't know, it, but I hope that brings some kind of, like, satisfaction that people do are waking up to this reality and are saying like you know we've been told a lot of lies by our governments and by our media that just are not true at all right um that's why i think that uh people just uh get to know gaza Mm -hmm. on 7th of october they've never Mm -hmm. know about her before that Mm -hmm. and this is actually a big problem because uh, gaza been through every a lot of wars yeah but you didn't no, uh-huh. about yeah, Gaza, except it, this yeah. time when a lot of people died, when a lot of destruction happened, mm-hmm. uh, we're not asking for too much. We're not asking for actually too much. We're just asking to open the border or fight with us. Mm-hmm. Don't leave us to, to die in tents. Don't leave us because tents would never protect you from anything, not even air. Yeah. It's actually being cold. I, I lived there. I felt that. Yeah. Uh, it's actually without blankets. And you're just covered with nylon in a degree, a zero, mm-hmm. zero degree. So not making any sense. We used to have our homes. Mm-hmm. Gaza is not poor as you think, actually. Yeah. Uh, we had a, a really, really beautiful uh, places in Gaza. Mm-hmm. The sea in Gaza is more beautiful. Yeah, yeah I, I, I'm obsessed with the sea, so I've mm-hmm. always uh, published a lot of reels and on the sea. So, uh, actually, there is a million of dollars uh, in Gaza. Mm-hmm. There, this is not poor as you think, because they're opening a businesses with million of dollars. Mm-hmm. They're getting cars yeah. in Gaza more, more than you expect. Yeah. Uh, I saw a photo that there is um, a tent which is behind her uh, car, Mercedes. Yeah. And it was a nice nice model, actually. And that's why they shared this photo. They're mm-hmm. saying that people are not poor, yeah. but they, the circumstances forced them to live in tents, actually. Yeah. And that's why the people should listen and see more what's happening in Gaza. Because I see that they're seeing the ideal idea. So mm-hmm. that's not making any sense because a lot of details you've been missing. Yeah. That's why I came here actually, and <laughs> maybe I can tell the world about more about Gaza. Yeah. Make a difference in this world. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Yeah, it's amazing to talk to you because I think a lot of people that are following this, they just see what they see on social media. But to have someone that has lived in Gaza and has personal experience, yeah. like firsthand experience, is really amazing to be able to talk to you i i didn't think we'd ever be able to talk to someone from gaza so yeah. it's really cool to be able to to hear your stories and like i've actually yeah, also didn't think that i'm gonna leave gaza in one day yeah i, I didn't yeah. think that mm-hmm. uh, i i yes i've been studying the history uh to get uh maybe opportunity to work out there because mm-hmm. as you know there is a lot of opportunities here to work as a dentist mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, i'm working on it but i said this is not the right uh, time mm-hmm. to leave gaza yeah but as you know because mm-hmm. the war is coming and a lot of things happened we had to leave gaza this early earlier yeah and when they bombed the university i uh, know i now i don't have an evidence that i've already studied oh. uh first year of dentistry because <laughs> yeah. When you search about the website about the my university, you can see it, that it's written that the server is not found, and that's mm. why they pumped the university mm. just to make sure that the people inside Gaza would not be educated wow. anymore. Yeah. This so is terrible. actually yeah <laughs> yeah it's so terrible yeah and it's it's a common feature of of genocide, frankly, like yeah. making sure that people don't have a way to to get out, and it's mm-hmm. more than just a physical thing, you know. So. 
Yeah. Uh, can, I, can I ask? I, I'm really curious about the story you were telling before we started recording about how your mom went back yeah. and grabbed some yeah. some stuff from your old house. Would you mind telling yeah, that story? Sure. Um, as I told you, when they call us to to go to the south, uh, we left with nothing actually because we didn't think that this is gonna last for too much. Except when they pumped uh, the targets uh, they want, uh, but mom actually go and take a risk while there is a lot of pumpings on the south, and she got in the car and go with her brothers and tell him to leave me here while I'm taking all the my son's stuffs. So she bring me uh, the jackets I didn't wear. I buy the new, and I didn't have the chance to wear mm. it because the war is coming. And she get me the bags I love to wear it. Yeah, mm. she she was so caring. Actually, she's my superhero. <laughs> and while she taking this risk to go around the pumps, because this is actually too risk, and she called him. Uh, I'm I'm done. I'm done. Uh, mm -hmm. Can you come and pick me? Mm -hmm. And he go. When I saw her, she got uh, two luggage uh, full of uh, clothes and wow. the thing that I love, my my watch, my mm -hmm. So I think That's that really actually she did. Yeah, she did. This is a example for Palestinian women. They will care about their children. Mm -hmm. They don't care about anything in the world except their children. Mm -hmm. So I'm actually. Uh, from here, I thank her for being uh, such a great mom. Mm -hmm. uh, she's uh, helped us uh, to get this, all of these, and she made us to feel safe. While we, she didn't feel safe. She yeah. told us you're safe, but I, I, I'm believing that she didn't feel that. But she actually, she's actually a great mom. I can't. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shout out. <laughs> and actually my dad my dad he's actually so caring um get everything what i want so i'm his uh, only daughter he yeah. had so he's been always giving me everything i want um, yeah. and he when uh so that i really want to be a dentist he told me yeah let's go and make it true mm -hmm. and he signed me in the university and get me all the stuffs i want he paid mm -hmm. a lot of money, as you know, because um, staying in Gaza, uh, you don't take a lot of salary actually there. So it's not like here. Mm -hmm. There's a salary, just a little salary. It doesn't um, cover every everything you need. Mm -hmm. So except this, he he would he would give me everything I want. Um, so um, my family actually so beautiful, <laughs> and I love them. <laughs> and uh, I hope I will be sure that the rest of the family is in safe place yeah. and I'm sure of this but uh, to get them out from Gaza you need for the one person about more than $8,000 so yeah. we can't afford this because there are 32 people <laughs> I, I, yeah. I would pay a huge amount of money which I don't have mm -hmm. actually mm -hmm. um, because we left everything. We own a lot of things, but we can't buy them or sell them. Mm -hmm. uh, because as you know, no one is buying no and buying. selling the stuff yeah. in war. Um, yeah, stuff so they becomes kind of useless in war. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah. people in Gaza, when they've owned war, uh, when they own money, sorry, uh, they buy stuffs, they buy a land, they buy a building. So mm. that's where you're saving their money. So um, as you see, a lot of videos of the occupation uh, published while he's stealing uh, money from the houses. He's searching for the money in the houses for the soldiers. Soldiers searching about the civilian uh, houses, searching for money, uh, robbing a bank. Yeah, they, they stole more than $50 million yeah, from the bank, <laughs> if you see that video. So this is, uh, all of what they done is a crime. Yeah. But the people see it. Mm -hmm. And as you know, they are not doing anything for them because they're under protection. Mm -hmm. So we're just the people who've been tortured and killed because no one stands with us. Yeah. And that's why I want the people to see that Gaza can't resist alone. Mm -hmm. Even with Dai, even when she lost a lot of people, but she can't resist alone. 
Mm-hmm. You you seeing a man who lost every children he have, and he's on the video say Alhamdulillah, thank God this he gave me these children and he took me, mm-hmm. took them from me, and he was satisfied. It's okay. I'm 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 com- I'm actually okay with that. If that's what God wants, I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. And that's um, the religion in in in, in their hearts shows that there are actually strong people even mm-hmm. if they don't have weapons even if they ha- don't have missiles mm-hmm. they're actually a strong people with mm-hmm. their faith mm-hmm. because we have the right on our land if we didn't have the right in this land we've been left from long ago but we're not the one who should leave mm-hmm. the occupation should leave mm-hmm. yeah for sure i think uh, we're, we're at about time so uh I mean, maybe we can wrap it up there. Mm-hmm. Let I have it. one more question. Yeah, sure, go ahead. Are there like particular Palestinian musicians that you like? A Palestinian musician? Yeah, like favorite favorite singer or even like Middle Eastern, favorite Arabic musicians. Yeah, a, a, a lot of. So you like the shout out. Yeah, a lot of, but say, sing, they sing in Arabic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I love Abir Nama. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I love... Uh, Ashami, uh, because he had a lot of. Uh, um, I'll let you listen to a lot of, mm-hmm. yeah, his songs. Uh, a lot of them, actually. There's um, a Palestinian Gaza in living Gaza, Muhammad Asaf. If you know him. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's He's like from the Gaza. song ever. That's the, you guys know the Anna Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Muhammad Asaf. Yeah. There's a lot of celebrities <laughs> yeah. in Gaza, yeah. actually. So mm-hmm. um, we're we're proud of what. We mm-hmm. have. We're proud of everything we have, and mm-hmm. we're proud even if we if we did for this land. Mm-hmm. We're satisfied because I know someday Palestine will be free, and and I think if I was the president of Palestine, I won't allow any of the Arab people to enter my country because they didn't did <laughs> anything for me. Yeah. So <laughs> when we all become a free Palestine, <laughs> I will I will. Pre- protect my country from them actually oh <laughs> i will not allow anyone to yeah. come into my you're country keep, you're keeping a list of the yeah. people that can <laughs> you're, no not, your name is not the check yeah. <laughs> well thank you so much for coming on thank today you. we really appreciate you're it you're welcome we really nice to meet you guys and i had a lot of fun to take to talk about my story so yeah and anytime you want to come back if you I have something else you, you want to say just let us know we'll, thank we'll you bring so on. much mm-hmm. yeah, I, sure. I appreciate all what, you have a beautiful country actually <laughs> and thank <laughs> you for having us here so um, mm-hmm. thank you all for having me today and I hope uh, you're gonna be a successful podcast channel inshallah we are people should do inshallah alhamdulillah subhanallah in every conversation you say she says mashallah mashallah inshallah I don't know yeah this is good alhamdulillah I just learned that one I like that one thank god yeah you should Teach. Yeah, you're gonna teach. Yeah, 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 I'm yeah. very white, so you're gonna have to work hard on that one. <laughs> nice to meet you guys. Um, I'm yes, so happy to see you, you today. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you.